This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who's gonna check me, bro? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined by a writer, a comedian, actor, podcaster, and self-described reality TV diehard. Please welcome Ray Sani. Hi, Ray. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. I'm excited to have you on. I feel like you have done so many things, but your tweets about Housewives really are just some of my favorites because... Housewives oh. Twitter can be a very toxic place, and I always oh, yes. enjoy your hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm actually part of the toxicity sometimes, I feel. <laughs> There's definitely people who, uh, I probably have a stronger reaction to things than I should, and people have stronger reactions to things than me. You, it's so surprising how obsessive and intense it can get, Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the toxicity sometimes is part of the fun. I mean, we don't want it to all be (laughs) kumbaya all the time, but it is one of those things where, you know, if somebody's just, somebody can watch the show and be on a totally different wavelength than you. And it's like, no, you're, you're wrong. Your opinion is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You're objectively wrong about this. Do you know how crazy it's like, it's been being a Kenya stan for as long as I have been. Talk about toxic. If you're a longtime Kenya stan, I feel like now is probably an easier time than it has been in the past. But damn, she has really put you through the ringer. Yes, because there's so many times where I'm like, everyone is being unreasonable. This is just a TV show. Kenya is just playing her role. And then sometimes Kenya does something that warrants vitriol. And you're like, damn, why'd you do that to me, mom? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's that moment where you're like, okay, like, I still can be an objective viewer and understand that (laughs) my my fave in that moment was wrong. Was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's like, it's so embarrassing to have to eat crow sometimes, but um, I've learned to not take the, these shows as personally as I used to. I think, you know, like uh, during the pandemic, I think was like the height of my intensity as a Bravo viewer. I'm sure that was the case for a lot of people. I mean, I think, you know, it was the like Monique versus Candace season of Potomac. Oh in 2020 was it 2020 into 2021 Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh the internet was housewives twitter was the worst place to be for i think like six months it was horrid that season of potomac really i think sort of brought us to a new place in terms of the kind of conversation surrounding it and the way that it just felt so bleak online because it was a I mean it was a great season of housewives obviously it was upsetting some of the stuff that happened on the show but overall it was a great season but I would go online and I'm like I can't do this again like I can't no I can't 
<laughs> and 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 it was crazy. So I'll just say up front that I was not team Candace so much as I was disgusted by Monique, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it was very crazy on both ends, to be honest, because, you know, for me, I just thought Monique behaved so terribly. And then I felt, you know, that she had like used the Internet to kind of uh gaslight the situation and sort of uh, create a reality that in my opinion wasn't there and but then there was the other side which is that Candace can do whatever she wants no matter how terrible her mouth can be and the way people were so entrenched in either camp where it was like Monique's an innocent and Candace deserved it and then it was like Candace can say whatever she wants she's not terrible and even though she says these terrible things and I was just sitting in the in the middle somewhere kind of being like oh my god what happened to my show Potomac used to be the lightest one the most fun you know like I remember Mimes and Can- Karen and Giselle like that was the Potomac I used to watch. And now all of a sudden it was just like, and beat her ass over and over again. And I was just like, oh my God, how did we arrive here? Right. Like, I just want to watch Karen and Giselle go back and forth about like hot box and broke downhill yes. from Hampton University. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think one of my favorite you know, scenes of all time on Housewives, like across all franchises, was the beignet scene between Karen and Giselle, where she's like <laughs> talking about her beignets and she just wants to dip it in chocolate, uh, Giselle. And then they just get into an argument about boundaries. It was amazing. It was so light. It was so fun. And then, you know, I think everybody was just itchy because we were all stuck inside and online and it just... I don't know. It just wasn't right. It felt like there was nothing else really going on to talk about other than like the pandemic or the election. Like, God forbid, like it was like, okay, so I guess we talk about housewives and housewives right now is intense as hell. You bringing up the mime scene made me think about your podcast that you did, the cast, which was such a great concept. (laughs) If you haven't listened every week, you were going through classic iconic reality TV moments and choosing who from those moments you would put on your ultimate reality all-star cast. Mm-hmm. And you talked about the mime scene. You you ultimately chose Karen Huger to be on your all-star cast. But, I mean, just talk about two legends. Giselle and Karen, nobody does it like them. No, not at all. I'm often surprised by how much people dislike Giselle because I think she's so goddamn funny. And, like... I don't know. I find that people bring a lot of baggage to each of these franchises. You know, like somebody will remind them of their childhood bully or some girl they didn't like in high school or something. And and so, like, you're never just like watching for the love of it, I guess. There's always just like this psychoanalysis that happens. And I participate. I definitely overthink these things. But I'm like, I don't understand how anyone can look at Giselle Bryan and not see a genius. She's funny. She's like self-effacing like one she's astonishingly beautiful so I guess like nothing you say can really hurt her feelings like if I looked like Vanessa Williams like yeah you couldn't ever ever hurt my feelings like everyone makes fun of Giselle's clothes and she keeps wearing the tacky clothes because she doesn't give a fuck like like 
think about you know how quickly like you'll see like the second season glow up from whatever housewife you know it'll be surgeries it'll be different wigs it'll be like her pretending her house is bigger now or something like that but Giselle Bryant is so into herself like she's so like whatever this is me she didn't change anything except for the house and maybe the wigs and still the wigs are bad and she doesn't care (laughs) And I mean, she changed the house, but let's be clear. The house is still a Giselle Bryant (laughs) creation. We've got the purple wall. We've got the, you know. The Versace sheets. (laughs) The tacky Versace sheets. That spiral staircase that goes to nowhere outside the house. Like. It's, what, what, did, what did Wendy call it? What did, Car- what did Candace call it? Like, it's a fixer-upper, and it still needs some fixing up. And as much as Candace's tweets sometimes are horrendous, her tweet calling Giselle's house a nine hundred thousand dollar cabin is. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it uh, yeah, I mean, I think Giselle also like every once in a while she'll post a picture on Instagram where she's like you know, looking good. Or maybe she has like one nice outfit and people will be like, Oh, like Giselle got a stylist, like get ready. And it's like, no, no, like nothing is ever really changing. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't want her to come through looking like Dorit. Like that would be very off putting to me. And the Giselle experience is what it is. And that's what it needs to be. I love that she's tacky and unapologetic. And it's not like she didn't hear us. She heard us. She's heard us loud and clear. We've been telling her she's tacky for what? Six years, seven years at this point. She don't care. She likes her hairdresser. She likes whoever styles her. I love that. I love that. Cause like, think about how much Karen Huger, for example, physically has changed over the course of the show. Like she's altered herself a lot. And I love Karen. This isn't a knock on Karen. I'm just saying yeah. that. It's like a wonderful thing that Giselle's like, nah, I'm perfect. Like how Kenya said on Sunday, fuck you, I'm perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't, Kenya doesn't need to drop it with Drew. She's already perfect. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. 
so you are obviously a connoisseur of an all-stars reality casting experience. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on now that we have basically housewives all-stars happening for real. How do you feel about ultimate girls trip? I saw that you, I saw that you tweeted that you weren't necessarily sold on this new season. I haven't watched it yet. Like for some reason, every time I go to Peacock and like, I'm about to press play, I have no desire, none whatsoever, which is so confusing because I was thrilled about the first Ultimate Girls Trip. I loved it so much. I found it um, really refreshing. I loved seeing the women in a new light, in particular Kyle, because, you know, I'm team LVP. And so, you know, Kyle had gone downhill a lot for me. And then Mm -hmm. um, watching her on Ultimate Girls Trip, I was like, oh, I like Kyle. She's funny. She's fun. Like, I feel like I would have a good time with Kyle if we were like out somewhere, you know, just as long as she doesn't split and windmill her hair or whatever. (laughs) I think Kyle Richards is one of those people where she I think at her core, she is a fun person and you would have fun just kind of like chilling with her. But the problem on Housewives on her on Beverly Hills is that it's like she always is just has an you know, there's an ulterior motive or she's Mm -hmm. trying to make somebody else look bad or she's you know, she wants you to, to get you to say something on camera like I think there are a lot of women on Housewives where it's like I would like you if it was just like a purely fun hangout. But like the second I was involved in this like group dynamic, all of a sudden you're kind of changing a little bit. And the reverse happens as well. You know, even Beverly Hills, I'm kind of like enjoying Garcelle on the show, just kind of like the pot stirring that she's done lately. It's been fun to watch. But damn, if she wouldn't annoy the fuck out of me, if we were like, you know what I mean? I would be like, yo, somebody tell Garcelle to shut the fuck up. That's like how I would feel. But like, it's fun to watch. And I think maybe the reverse is happening for me with Kyle, where it's like, damn, like she seems like a good hang. But then it's like, Sutton, you said, and it's like, girl, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is like such a, it's a tricky thing because obviously we want these women to like, participate and you pull their weight and all of that. But then sometimes it's like, you don't need to be like the bone carrier every time. Like you can, you can pick and choose and still like be a good friend when that is the right thing to do. Right. Speaking of being a good friend, I want to confess that I feel like if I knew Lisa Rinna personally, I would adore her. Okay. Do you say that in a way that you think she like seems fun or that you actually think she is a better friend than sometimes we are led to believe? I think that she is too committed to TV. And I think because she started off as a soap star, she's like in a soap mindset. You know, I don't think she takes the show as seriously as she could. And I think she's like leaned into this villainess kind of role and she's just fine. Fuck it. It's a shame what happened with Denise, because I don't think that if they were on a if they weren't on a TV show, she and Denise would be broken up. I think she's she sacrificed a real friendship for a TV show, probably thought Denise would play along or, you know, be more like casual about it and Denise kind of was like yo you really messing with my real life right now like what are you doing um but like just 
thinking of like Rinna's loyalty to Erica, which is problematic. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like when she rides for you, she really rides for you. And I think that like Eric, her relationship with Erica and I think she sees the trouble that Erica's in and is like, oh, I really actually need to be there for this girl. This isn't just TV versus like something with Denise where it's just like it was messed up what they did. But ultimately, she was just talking about Brandy and um, Denise eating each other out. You know what I mean? Versus like Erica, who who like is in real life trouble you know what i'm saying not to downplay outing somebody that's not fair just you know right that it's like in that situation rinna probably had a different idea of how that was going to go and she sort of miscalculated denise's reaction but that there wasn't necessarily i think we see a lot of people kind of like start drama just to do something on the show that they don't really mean anything by i think i mean going back to karen and giselle i think they're the kind of the textbook example of that where like they're always fighting about something, but like they're not trying to ruin each other's lives at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's tough when you're on these shows for such a long time with people too, or like Lisa and Denise had known each other for 20 plus years. It's like, it is tough to kind of draw that line between, okay, what, when are we actually like not okay with each other versus when are we just like, Oh yeah, this is our job because there's cameras here. And also were they real life friends in the way that, you know, like, were they actress friends or were they like homegirls? You know what I mean? This is not me just, I can't believe I'm on here talking about Rinna positively. I'm just saying like, how good of friends were they actually if Rinna was very comfortable doing that in the first place? I don't think Rinna would ever do something like that to Erica or Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's something people have more and more questioned. It's like, why does Rinna feel this loyalty it seems to Erica more than pretty much anyone else in the cast and it's like maybe she just likes her like there I mean there are like there doesn't have to be some like backstory or like some you know blackmail type of situation where Rinna feels like she can't betray Erica it's like maybe she just like actually fucking likes the girl I don't know I think you know that's another thing that we often miss too as audience members as well you know like there will be people making the case like here is a 10 point um, bullet, 10 bullet point PowerPoint presentation for why Portia's amazing and Kenya is not. And it's like, well, these things aren't logical. Liking people doesn't take logic, you know? And so I think that might just be happening within the cast too. Like I, I remember one time um, Giselle was doing an interview on the breakfast club Um, And she this was maybe right after season three, right before season Mm -hmm. four. And she was just explaining that she found Candace annoying and didn't like her. She just did. She was like, Candace is annoying. And and I was like, oh, right. That's a thing that we don't see really on TV, which is that sometimes they meet a person on the cast and there's no justification quote unquote for why they treat someone poorly they just she just don't like that bitch and that happens a lot you know so i'm like so once i saw giselle say oh candace is just annoying it kind of changed my view of that relationship and i was like thinking about like what if teresa just thinks jackie is annoying right it's almost like a fourth wall type of situation where it's like if we are fighting in the context of the show or we're not getting along on the show, it feels like there has to be some 
storyline based reason yeah. of like, well, you started this rumor and then I had said this thing and then you came back. Like there has to be kind of like a, you have to like show your work. Whereas like in real life all the time, there's people where it's like, oh, like, no, I've never argued with her about something, but like, I just don't particularly enjoy her company. Yes. And it's like on these shows, like it feels almost like you have to like keep up that curtain of there being like a reason behind everything. Whereas like, sometimes it's just like, no, we're like not friends. I don't know what, well, to, what to tell you. That was like why, um, some of what Garcelle did her first season was so refreshing. Like she just found Kyle annoying and she just said it, you know what I mean? And I kind of wish more people would just be like, she's just annoying. Like going back to ultimate girls trip, like Ramona was just annoying. She was just annoying. I mean, also Ramona is a nut job, but like <laughs> she, I'm sure she was just annoying. And I'm sure Cynthia was just being annoying, you know? <laughs> right. And and especially in a girls trip situation where they're not trying to keep up the fourth wall. They're not trying to build some lasting franchise. It's just like you're in a house with these women for the week. Like you can kind of be a little more honest with that where it's like, I'm just not feeling her vibe. Like it's we're just not clicking. Yeah. So you I noticed that you called you referred to Phaedra, Brandy, and Vicky as loathsome characters and didn't seem, <laughs> didn't seem super excited to see them back on TV. I'm wondering, no. if do you feel like there's a line in Housewives between somebody who's like fun and messy to watch and somebody who's just like toxic in a way that you don't really care to revisit? Right. Um, I think the line is, you know, personal. Right. There are things that I'm sure other people find loathsome that I love about certain characters. And there are things that aren't particularly loathsome to other people that I find loathsome. I think it's just personal preference, you know, because if we get into running down why, you know, trying to show our work, like you said before, someone right. is more loathsome than others. Like I'd be a hypocrite this fast, you know, but yeah, but um, I would say with. Phaedra. I never liked Phaedra. I never enjoyed it. I I think one of my most um I think the thing I hate the most about a reality TV character is when I know that they're lying or not being themselves. And I felt like from the instant Phaedra showed up, it was like airs, you know, like these parties that she, do you remember the baby shower? Like, do you remember the baby shower with the, uh, the like ballet like, dancers? Yes. And I was like, this ain't you. This ain't you. The Bougetto baby shower. I think it was yes. referred to as. And, and only candy came. I remember I recently watched it. It was like the same episode, um, as the, the pillow party, but, um, <laughs> but like it was, it was it was mind blowing to me. I was like, what is she doing? They rent out this mansion so they can have this like party. And Apollo hated it. So he ate it. He hated every single part of that show, that dog and pony show that Phaedra put together. And it was like, or maybe it was a christening. I don't remember. But it was he, he and he kept trying to break free of like this veneer that like Phaedra was trying to put on. And and I think seeing Apollo's resistance was like very, very it triggered my frustration, too, because it was like very clear that there was this thing that she was trying to do. And even her husband refused to participate. And it's like, so if he hates it, why should I like 
enjoy it. I also just didn't think she was as funny or as clever as everyone else seems to think, you know? Um, so she just, you know, just like we were discussing before, she was just annoying to me. I just found her yeah. annoying. I didn't enjoy her. And then you, then you add on top of that everything that went down with season nine and Portia and the dungeon and the dungeon, as Portia would call it or whatever. It was just like <laughs> I was just like I was like, what? Like, uh, like a lawyer did that to her friend on national television? That was like too far for me. Like. Even if you're mad at Candy, because I do think that Candy was a less than stellar friend to her during the Apollo situation. There's nothing that warrants that. To this day, people call Candy a rapist. And admittedly, how she's acting on the show right now doesn't help. <laughs> like <laughs> The vibrating panty storyline is a little aggressive oh, for me, but... <laughs> The the whole bedroom candy. I mean, the amount of times we've heard about bedroom candy on this show, it, it it's a lot. But th- this season, especially with, it's like Kenya doesn't have to want to wear the vibrating panties. Like, yes, <laughs> just leave her alone. And also, like, how weird is it to slut shame someone for being in a movie when they tell you that they don't want to wear vibrating panties on our girls trip? <laughs> like that's so you you acted in toi. Yes, I acted in. <laughs> And also, like, it just seems so weird to me that Candy doesn't understand that even if I were freaky yesterday, I get to choose to not be freaky today. You know what I mean? Like, right. Time and place. It's funny because Candy's whole, like, shtick is like, be a freak, live your life. But then she's like, why don't you want to be a freak? You fucked everybody. And it's like, what? (laughs) Exactly. Can you imagine? And, and like, I would hate if my friend was sitting on that, like, you know, if I'm like, hey, friend, you know, just don't bring the vibrating panties around me. And she's like, you a hoe anyway. Good God. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sonya's like so new. She has to play along. She's like, I thought the panties were fun. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. If, if Candy, if Candy were Drew, she would have been shitting on them panties for sure, you know? Oh my god. I Drew is like a whole she's like a whole enigma to me. Like I I think it's she's entertaining because I can't quite like crack her. Like I can't quite figure out what's going on, but I I don't know. Drew is just a lot. Really? I feel like Drew's very simple. I feel like I've cracked her. I think that she's a phony and a liar. <laughs> and she's whack. <laughs> she's a phony whack try hard liar i think everything that sonya has assessed about drew is correct sonya just looks stupid doing it because she jumped the gun it's like you she it was like oh i don't like that you put your hands in sheree's face is a stupid reason on tv to dislike someone like you talked about before where that's not a good enough storyline reason to jump out the window and dislike somebody but that's a perfectly good reason to dislike someone in real life it's like she lies and she puts her hands in people's face. That is annoying. I don't want to be around her. But on TV, that doesn't work, you know? Right. It's like, I've only, I met this girl two weeks ago and I've decided I don't like her. But now it has to be this whole big thing because we were like told to be friends. Yes, exactly. She introduced me to this new job I have. And now I have to like look like I roll with her or make a big issue out of disliking her. What Sonia should have done was do like the, I guess, 
you know, Potomac thing, which is, you know, Mia, she shows up as one person's friend and then she... Mia has gone through the whole group, hasn't she? Been she's been, been friends with Karen. She's been friends with Giselle. She's been friends with. I think the only person she hasn't gotten friends with is Candace. And I saw some pictures, and it looked. Uh, I was like, okay, you know, that looks different. Mia is very interesting. I feel like she's another one that's kind of hard to pin down because it's like, I don't know what your whole deal is yet, but I I guess I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely I'm, down for I'm her to intrigued. have a second season. I don't know if I like her or not, but I'm happy to see more. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm still confused about Mia because I'm like, what are your motivations? Like with Mia, it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, she's a badass. Oh, my husband's a sugar daddy, whatever. She seems so confident in it. And then like the next minute, she's just this like whimpering little girl and like lying a lot she does that a lot she lies and i can't put my finger on her but like a drew i've put my finger on her like i've pinpointed her i think when she started sneak dissing kenya in the confessionals where she was just saying stuff about her husband i hate a woman who will insult you by pointing out that you are not married and Mm reducing your value as a woman to your womb or your partnership with a man. I mean, they all do it, but Drew just led with it, came out the gate and she did her whole Christian thing. And I just, all of that was like a recipe for gross for me. Well, and it's just, it's just especially rich coming from Drew when, you know, her le- most lasting impact on the show so far has been how awful her marriage seems to be. And so it's like <laughs> they opened with Tampa. They opened with Tampa. <laughs> like you coming for me for not having a man doesn't make your like shady ass man look any better. <laughs> like, yes. Like like the f- I remember thinking Ralph was so handsome like the first mm. three minutes of the first episode. And that was it. That was it. Cause he, he just ruined it instantly. I was like, why is this man? And that's another thing. Drew never, I can never tell if Drew has an authentic storyline. Like did Ralph go to Tampa? Was he watching you on surveillance from a remote place? Like, is that real? You know what I'm saying? And if it was real, is that resulting in marriage while you try to keep moving forward on the show? Like your husband isn't toxic, you know? Right. And they'll, you know, every, every few episodes, they'll have some big blow up and the, re- the resolution in quotes of the blow up is like, Drew says she wants something. Ralph basically says no. And then it's like, okay. She eats it. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and I find that on these shows, you'll see a lot that the women will like be, submissive in their marriages in a way that I find toxic and then go into the group and be aggressive with the other women. And I'm like, what, where's the balance here? Can we balance this out? You know what I'm saying? Cause like you saw all the energy that drew had for Latoya for basically no reason, but then Ralph will gaslight her from here to the moon. And like, she'll just be like, okay, you know, Right. And it's frustrating, especially because so many of these people portray themselves as these bosses and, you know, like in charge of their lives. And it's like, okay, but you yelling at somebody who was like possibly a bad friend to you isn't that much of a flex when like it, you know, you're it doesn't seem like you can speak up for yourself in your 
in your relationship or in your marriage. And it's, it's like sad because it's like, if you can't express yourself at home, then it's like, is this, is this just like your outlet for all your emotions? Cause that right. like get to therapy, like, and not right. Bravo therapy where it happens once. And you're like, and obviously like how you speak with your coworkers and your friends is not how you're going to c- communicate with or about your husband. Obviously, you know, those are not one-to-one comparisons, but it is shocking to not only watch Drew cower basically with her husband, but also like employ his tactics on the other women like he's she's a gaslighter too sometimes she's a poker and then will act like whoa why are you yelling this is a crazy reaction and it's like no you provoked a crazy reaction and like don't do to me what your husband does to you kind of thing you know yeah that's a good point Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Speaking of newer additions to the cast, you you don't seem to be the biggest fan of Diana Jenkins over on We Beverly hate Hills. her. Push her out the window. Never want to see her again. <laughs> what are you what are you picking up on about Diana that really is not not your your favorite? Well, so I have hated Erica Jane since she showed up. And I see a lot of similarities between Diana and Erica Jane. And I think it's that I hate when a woman pretends to be a badass when she's not a badass. You know what I'm saying? It almost feels like when you're in like elementary school or middle school. Oh, perfect. It's like you just graduated from elementary school and you're about to start at a middle school. And everybody Mm. at your elementary school knows you a punk. Everybody at your elementary school knows you are soft, you are a nerd, whatever. But then you go to your middle school and you start trying to be a new bitch because you're around new people, you know? She's at her new middle school and she's like, yeah, look at all these punks. I'm about to be the queen bee over here. And it's like, girl, I'm not impressed. You don't scare me. Like, you know, it was just, 
it's like she wants to be this bully. But the thing is, like, Erica was more successful at it in the first place, um, because as as much as I didn't enjoy Erica, she did figure out how to sway the group. She became a leader, even though it's Kyle's group. Erica is still like a leader within the group. She has a lot of say. She earned it. Diana comes in here, pretends she's never seen a store, and trying to be a big boss bitch, Sutton, you're clumsy. And then Sutton says, I will not have it. And the bitch starts crying. You can't be big, bad, tough girl. Oh, I'm from Bosnia. I'm rough, you know? And then Sutton Strack, of all people, gets you crying because she put her doo-doo nail in your face. Girl, get the fuck out of here, you loser. Sorry. <laughs> I just can't stand her. <laughs> no, I, but I think also there's this weird, like, double standard with her where it's like at the, you know, at, at, Harry Hamlin's weird 70th birthday lunch. She's like, <laughs> she's like, no, we, we, this isn't how we do things. Like we can't have, we're not going to be we're arguing classy. about this. Like we're better than this. But then at the same time in these like previews for the upcoming episodes, she's doing the whole, like you want a villain, I'll a be villain. a villain, like fuck this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but like, are you coming in here to be like the classy one? Or are you coming in here to be like the villain? Because those things aren't really congruent. Right. And if you and my thing is, I love a villain. Please come in here and be a villain, but be good at it. Like to me, I'm not impressed if when you join this show and you identify a target in the group and the target is Sutton. Sutton's I mean, I, I enjoy Sutton, but like she's no worthy adversary really like Garcelle had to teach that girl self-esteem so she could speak up for herself you coming into the group to to like pick on her like it just seems lazy it just seems corny it just and for her first major group scene to be a scene where Lisa Rinna sets her up to be her mouthpiece and she's very quickly felled by Sutton pulling receipts out of her purse. Like you, your first, your first battle went so poorly. And the fact that she didn't know how to recover, like Lisa let her flail and did not say she just, have you even seen Lisa and Diana interact really ever since on, on the camera? No. Yeah. And like what you were saying about Sutton, it's like, I think Sutton gained a lot of points from most of us watching last season because she was the only one really asking the questions and standing up about the Erica stuff. But like Sutton is still not this like big top alpha dog in the group. Like she, in her kind of personal relationships, she still really isn't, you know, she's shy and she's crying and she's stressed out and all of this stuff. And so it's like, yeah, like if if Diana really was going to come in here and like mess things up as a villain, she would be coming after Erica or she would be coming after Kyle or Dorit or, you know, any of these women that are kind of in that like main alliance, yeah. if you will. I would love to see someone go at Dorit because Dorit hasn't really had much to do. I mean, I well, no one's going to go after the woman who just got robbed. So, yes, maybe that was a shield 
this year but like i like switch it up you know what i'm saying if you're gonna join the show do something funky do something interesting but it's like here you are pretending that you've never seen a store but also you were born into poverty i don't understand that like you've you haven't been married long enough to forget what a store is like that's ridiculous you know and it's like you you come here for the lifestyle porn. I want to see the luxury, but she don't even bring luxury. God forgive me. Look at me talking like I have money at all. I don't. But like <laughs> if but like if I was sitting here being like, oh, I got two hundred and fifty million dollars from my Barclays executive husband. I would not look like Diana looks. You send people ahead of you to the hotel room and you have styles and everything. And that T-shirt dress that doesn't fit around your bosom is the best you could come up with. Like, what are we doing here, Diana? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, it just feels like kind of this whole like question mark around her that it's like, I believe she has money, but I don't necessarily like you said by all the stuff about the like I've never been in a store and I, I you know I couldn't possibly do any of this on my own but then also there's like the weird young husband who's like looks like oh, a, I hated him as soon as he showed twin. up on camera yes he looks like her son and like what was so annoying for me was that scene right it was at Hamley, Harry Hamlin's party even Lisa's got me using Harry's last name but like so <laughs> But like when he walked in, do you remember when he was holding the wine and he was like, we got the perfect wine yeah. from wherever place. And I was like, shut the fuck up. You don't even go here yet. This is not your scene. This is your wife's scene. And so for this young man we've never met before to like walk into the scene before even Diana says anything. And he's like, we got the wine. And I'm like, we didn't get anything. Her ex-husband bought that wine. Shut up. You know, I was like, oh, I was immediately yeah. put off. Didn't want anything else from them. It is going to be interesting to see moving forward on Beverly Hills if they really casting wise are trying to bring in like Sutton or Garcelle's friends to really upset that kind of status quo because it never really feels like like Rinna never actually has a challenger like Dorit and Kyle and Rinna and Erica have kind of just been you know existing I, I know Cherie's coming on the show now I'm excited to see her yeah, I don't think I'm she's gonna be so like excited. ruining Kyle's life or anything but no no <laughs> did you watch Hollywood X's no I didn't Cherie was so great on it she was fantastic my favorite characters were Cherie and Nicole Murphy Eddie Murphy's ex-wife um oh, she yes. was there wasn't a lot of personality <laughs> on that show I think um <laughs> I think, you know, Jose Canseco's ex-wife um, was a nut job. I mean, you have to be to be married to Jose Canseco, yeah. of all people. And um, and then, you know, uh, Prince's ex-wife, Maite, was uh, she was crazy, but not in a like entertaining TV crazy kind of way. It's like she was crazy in a like, oh, wow, I went through a traumatic experience with tr Prince. So everything I do from here on out is weird. So that wasn't pleasant, really. But um, Cherie was just so much fun. She was very likable, very um, affable, just funny, sharp. She's quick witted and um, she knows how to she knows how to make mess. If you want to talk about a producer, Cherie, she's a producer. 
Interesting. I wonder. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know. Obviously, we are just about to meet her on the show, but I'm. It, yeah. When somebody comes on as a friend, there's always that question of, are they just going to kind of be around, or are they going to come in and actually stir it up a little bit? And I would, I would enjoy that. I think. If she Don't you remember when Garcelle had Garcelle had Cherie over? in a scene once mm-hmm. do you remember and like Cherie yeah. was asking the right questions Cherie was trying to get shit started she was trying to shake things up I think that Cherie will probably play it cool because she isn't full time but I think if they ever gave Cherie a diamond oh I think we would get something really 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 good she, because I don't think she would stand I don't think she would go picking a fight with Erica but she also wouldn't sit there at the table while Erica disrespected Sutton that way you know right that I, yeah. that dinner party from hell scene last year would not have happened <sighs> that way if a woman like Cherie were at the table it would not have happened Strong words, but I, I'm excited to see it before we, before we wrap up back to the idea of all stars casting and ultimate girls trip. I'm curious who that hasn't been on one of these shows yet. Would you like to see together in the future? Well, so here's my question about ultimate girls trip altogether. Um, all stars, you say, right? We keep colloquializing it and saying all stars, right? But they specifically Uh call it ultimate girls trip because They can't get the all-stars, right? Uh, And who's an all-star anyway? You know, I think that the first season had all-stars. You can't do better. Well, you can, slightly. But you can't do much better than Luann, Ramona, Kenya, Kyle, Cynthia. Am I missing someone? And, oh, Melissa, she's a nothing. Um, (laughs) Teresa. And so, like, those are big, 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 big deals, right? And even Mm -hmm. Melissa, to some degree because she's been such a longtime adversary on Teresa. And even if Melissa herself doesn't bring anything as a person, her, she, she's a placeholder for a lot of Teresa's conflict. Sure. That's amazing. But like, I hear Eva's doing great things on the season. Twitter seems to love Eva right now. Reddit seems to love Eva right now. But who went in their mind and was like, of all the women who've ever been on Real Housewives at Atlanta, we really need to see Eva again. Like, who the fuck thought that? No one did. Um, so, <laughs> but but then it's like, are they, ca- like, who's doing the casting? Because maybe some genius is like, oh, Brandy and Phaedra, together make a lot of sense you know yeah this season has been fun so far like i think if you if you do end up watching it there are some really like surprising fun moments but when you say all stars it's like yeah like we're not getting nini we're not getting bethany we're not getting lvp like there are there some of the kind of undeniable all stars are just not gonna do it they're not gonna do and oh my gosh i would i would love to see lvp back but i think you know she's been so removed from a group dynamic with her peers that she would probably not be successful Mm. or thriving in that dynamic but i i think justice for claudia jordan okay we need to bring her back um because she's fearless i want to see her Carol will never come back, but I want to see Carol again. Yeah, I think she got I think she got a bad uh, shake at the end. I think she got a poor edit. I think that Bethany was the terrorist in that situation. And I just want some (laughs) redemption for Carol, although she's turned into a nut job on Twitter. I I would love to see hmm, in New Jersey. 
Oh no, I'm I'm good on I'm good, good on, on I'm good on everybody on Jersey. <laughs> um, who would I want to? Do I want to see f- from Orange County? I like Tamra. I like Tamra. I'm happy mm. she's there. I just don't want to have to watch Vicky to see Tamra. You know. Um, yeah. I like Tamra. I would love to see Tamra again. I liked Alexis Bellino, like not as a woman, like yes. I would never hang out with Alexis, but like Alexis deserves to be on TV. I feel I, you know, I always, I call, I like to call Alexis Bellino my idiot queen because like yes. she is, she, I don't know what's happening in her brain, but I was always, I was always enjoying it. <laughs> yes. I rewatched an episode recently. Um, it was, it was the episode where um, Alexis's friend ate the bow off of Heather's cake. <laughs> First of all, oh that my was God. so ridiculous. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's just that's like that's why we watch Housewives moments like that where it's like it's so dumb. It's so brilliant. It just works. It was it was perfect. And what I realized was that Alexis never got a fair shake. They were all just ready to pounce on her because she was stupid and loved her husband. You know what I mean? And I just want to see like what a woman like that, who's now divorced from that husband and, you know, has come into her own. She's in her forties now. I just want to see if Alexis would be like more confident around these other women. And if she would argue as stupidly as she had in the past, if she's learned to make sense or not, like I want to see it. I, (laughs) like Alexis I liked her a lot I don't need any of the Atlanta or Potomac women to interact with other people because I'm not done seeing them interact with each other like I'm not finished there's way more from Karen and Giselle to see I don't want it to get diluted with some fight Giselle or Karen would have with like Brandy or something um what other it's New York Jersey Atlanta, Potomac. Any any salt Orange any Canada. Salt Lake ladies you're salt trying Lake to see City. on a girls trip? Oh, I don't think any of them have earned a girls trip yet to be honest. Oh, mic drop and there we there we have it. No no Salt Lake on the girls trip. <laughs> no. <None. laughs> I think that's fair. We, we can give it another year too. Ray, thank you so much for doing our podcast. It's been so fun chatting with you today. Thank you for having me. Like I love that I get to talk to people about this stuff like this because all my friends think I'm psycho. And also, (laughs) it's just so nice because it allows you to connect with people you probably wouldn't otherwise encounter. So I have never met you before, Dylan, but I'm glad I have. Amazing. Well, thank you. Before we go, let everyone know if uh, where they can follow you, whatever you have going on, all that stuff. Uh, yes. So I am Ray Sani on Twitter and Ray Sani 87 on Instagram. You can follow me there. I'm starting to do stand up all over again. So um, I'll be posting shows and things on those sites. And also um, I wrote for a really awesome show that's premiering on July 13th on Freeform called Everything's Trash starring Phoebe Robinson. And we did a phenomenal job, if I may say so myself. And so, you know, Tune in and make sure the show is a success because I like money. And <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review and follow the show wherever you listen. So you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot and Rebecca Sousmacat. 
editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.